Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the Close of Business podcast. My name is Kyle Rodder. I'm joined by David Scott in Adelaide. Scotty, after about a month of a lot of central bank data, oh, sorry, a lot of central bank information, a lot of economic data, earnings season both here and abroad, today was rather calm, probably the quietest day we've had in a little while. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of news, was there? Uh, on the macro front, we got some building approvals data that came out that was horrendous, uh, which we might go and talk about in a little bit. But I uh, know in China, we got those PMIs that were out yesterday. The afterglow of that was clearly influential today. We saw the miners have another massive surge, uh, energy as well, up and about. But everything else was uh, was down and a flat finish for the other uh, local markets. So. Not a lot of news out there at the moment. Uh, there was a smattering of, uh, of individual corporate news stories that we'll go through. But yeah, you're right. It's, just, it's so abrupt, isn't it? After you finish with, uh, with reporting season, the, uh, the information vacuum following that is it makes it feel like it's just uh, no, it's it's glacial what's happening at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was an interesting one too because I think that the news of the day was probably the, the the start of things for me. We had a big rally up in post market trade in uh, in Wall Street. I don't mind having a little bit of a punt on the uh, on the close and the Dow quite often. I am a uh, you know CFD bloke from uh, years gone by and. Didn't realize. I didn't. Couldn't. Couldn't quite explain why uh, I got my absolutely face ripped off at, uh, at the end of trade. But we did have Salesforce actually reporting this morning, which gave a little bit of a boost to the the Dow as well as a, uh, a Wall Street to start with. Um, no, sorry, Wall Street as well. Um, reported uh, better than expected earnings. Another company restructuring that will cut ten percent of its workforce, and uh, was guidance was better than expected too. So we actually had Salesforce shares up thirteen uh, percent in post market trade uh, in the United States. That seemed to have some small lingering effect on uh, the local market, but we sort of hit a net bit of an air pocket when Asian markets came online. US futures pulled back. Hang Seng was down by about 1.5% before things stabilized a little bit, and we went back to effectively looking, like you said, Scuddy, for, for something to do. But um, I mean, that's that, that was probably as exciting as it got from the from, from a news point of view for me today. But uh, building approvals, you said they were shocking. What, what do you reckon it, uh, it, what, what do you reckon the data told us? Oh, it told us that uh, there's been a lot of problems with supply, uh, getting uh, materials, labour, uh, no, the, the ability to go and find land to go and build on at the moment that's been uh, zoned. And we're talking about a, a almost cataclysmic kind of drop-off in, uh, in approvals. And that's really before we even start talking about the interest rate side of the equation. We're going to have a real big issue in this country in the not-too-distant future. We're running a population growth at a six-month annualised pace of over 2% now. That's measured in the hundreds of thousands. <laughs> We're talking about 400, maybe 500,000 people being added to the population over the course of this year. And we're uh, building next to nothing. So it's going to be uh, problematic. That's, uh, that's another side 
think I probably talk about uh, in another podcast because it's uh, we only have a certain amount of time today. But that uh, that was one of those really interesting ones out there at the moment. Uh, there's also uh, no, a few uh, a few news stories that came out of uh, Tesla's Investor Day. You're talking about aftermarket trade there on Wall Street. Uh, it was interesting watching Tesla's share price in after hours, which it's already as speculative as uh, as you can probably get for individual stock. But uh, really whipping around. But some of the things that uh, Elon Musk said about rare earths and uh, not requiring them for new EV motors. Uh, look at the likes of, uh, of Linus. Uh, that got absolutely smoked today. It was the other uh, worst performer on the 200. But then on the other hand, there was a whole bunch of, uh, of, of nickel miners, uh, also lithium miners, copper miners were doing really well. So uh, even that event uh, pretty much was, uh, was dominating proceedings here locally. Yeah, and um, just as, as you're talking, keeping an eye on um, out-of-hours pricing for some of the brokers that I like to trade with and uh, just quietly that loss-making position that I've got on the Dow, we are seeing a bit of a sell-off uh, in terms of futures once again. That's as we get closer to European trade. But you're absolutely right, Scuddy. It was very interesting and I suppose it goes to t- uh, tell you that, uh, well, businesses can be quite adaptive and especially uh, in this sort of modern world uh a company like Tesla uh, suggesting that it won't require the same sort of amount of material as it did in the past. Not only that, looking to potentially shrink the size of its vehicles or provide smaller alternatives. Uh, And I suppose that the read through into that is, uh, well, we'll just build things with uh, less stuff. It'll be less expensive, hopefully a slightly higher margin. You can still feel good about saving the planet as you, uh, you know, uh, toot toot around in your, uh, well, very, very quiet Tesla. Make sure you look both ways uh, when you're walking across roads nowadays because uh, you might get hit by one of those things. But, um, Let's get to the stock of the day, shall we? Because we'll stick to, I suppose, in a way, that kind of rare earth story or commodity story, if nothing else. Uh, Pilbara was the stock of the day. And we had the odd couple on, Grady Wolf from Bell Direct, as well as Howard Coleman uh, from uh, Team Invest, which, uh, well, we didn't know how it would go because they were uh, with two, two very different people. But uh, got on like a house on fire. Have a listen to what they had to say about Pilbara. Investing in a company like Pilbara Minerals, you're making a bet that high yep. prices will last for a long time. Now, if you bought it a long time ago, that was smart. But if you're buying it today, um, I would say your chances of losing money are probably a lot larger than yep. gaining money. Of course, so, if it's in your super fund and you have to pay tax on capital gains that are unrealized, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe it's a, a good idea to have Change a big it. loss. Okay, so. Um, you wouldn't be getting in no. anyhow. No. I don't because it's sickly. No, absolutely. Okay. Grady? This is the one what stock I look at and I think, I why didn't I buy in? Yep. Um, I love, well, we love Pilbara Minerals. We've got a buy rating on it from, we'll take Cities buy rating uh, on it. It's the stock that has just kept going and yep. it's got such good potential. Stock of the share could be down today because it did go ex dividend today. Um, so possibly why shares are coming off uh, today to $4.01. But Pure Play Lithium reported very impressive first half results. All of their revenue, well, the revenue was up 959%, uh, EBITDA up over 1000%, NPAT up over 900%. Like these are yep. results are phenomenal. And well, Grady loved it, and uh, there. So she said, it's a, "No, it's a buy." And Howard, uh, no, almost chimed in. Said it's a hold. So mm. yeah, not going up to uh, no be put in potentially into the uh, the portfolio for the call. But uh, yeah, uh, I like it. The original odd couple. There we have it. Uh, the new pairing on the call. Absolutely, we'll have to uh, see if we can organise a show for them to, uh, to to come on. But. Uh, 
I digress. Uh, Scuddy, uh, obviously uh, taking care of the, the high quality rather than the quantity interviews today. So you've only got a couple to pick through, um, but so obviously a few good chats. Anything that jumped out to you today just in terms of uh, interviews that, uh, that you did have by any chance? Uh, Nick Sladen from Ellison Capital, really excellent uh, chat with him about uh, the small cap universe during the reporting season, what he liked, what he didn't like uh, at the individual and also at the, uh, the, the index level uh, coming through in aggregate earnings and, uh, and also in the cost lines that we had a good conversation about. Uh, also, Janu Chan, uh, independent economist, also a China expert. Uh, yeah, she had a, a deep dive as to what's going on in China at the moment, uh, grading the reopening score and what we can expect from this week's National People's Congress. So, yeah, really worthwhile having to listen to that one as well. On that very subject, uh, just uh, continuing to see some massive gains coming through in the mining space uh, here on the local market today. Do you know BHP, Rio and, and Tinto were, uh, were all uh, adding up, I think, the 36 to 4.1% today on back of the gains that we saw yesterday. And I went and checked futures when I was writing the wrap today and there's been nothing, no movement whatsoever. So the enthusiasm, that momentum is just still carrying forward, obviously, and uh, a lot of people are excited about what it might mean for steelmaking and property and everything else in between that reopening story. Yeah, without a doubt, and I do think I was making a comment on it just just to extend your point there, Scuddy, about the miners. Um, BHP basically trading just shy of where it was before its report, um, which was rather disappointing actually a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's uh, half-year figures. So um, like you said, we're baking in a lot of optimism about what this China reopening means for the global economy. Um, certainly one way to trade it is, uh, of course, our uh, big three iron ore miners. But uh well, speaking of uh, you know commodities, rocks, stones, uh, we've certainly been able to perhaps uh, draw as much blood as possible out of this stone today. There wasn't that much there necessarily. Uh, last but not least, just for the um, interviews that I did enjoy, I had Roger Montgomery coming on today talking about the uh, appeal potentially in private credit, especially for newbie retail investors as the space becomes more sophisticated. We also had uh, Fraser McLeod on at four o'clock um, giving us a buy, hold, sell and a specy buy if you're game. So four stocks there to potentially watch. But um, Scotty, uh, from what I can tell, the data doc is pretty light. We'll probably have a few uh, Fed speakers uh, chime in about their views on the world inevitably, but anything that we can look forward to perhaps or uh, as quiet as it looks to or, or as uh, empty uh, as, as it appears to me, the, uh, the, the economic calendar there. Oh, we get the uh, EU uh, inflation reading out tonight. We look for an upside surprise there potentially coming through based on what we've seen at the other uh, national level. But uh, really, it comes down to that uh, non, uh, non-manufacturing non PMI in the States tomorrow evening, our time. Uh, that's going to go and be very influential. It helped kick off this big uh, hawkish shift we're seeing at the moment when it comes to uh, no bond yields and uh, no, the reaction in equities and every other asset class to it. So to me, it's been from day dot, I saw it on the calendar, I said that is going to be the event to go and watch out for. So saving perhaps the biggest event for last yeah exactly and uh, for the folks who uh, would be expecting non-farms to come on the first Friday of the month it's uh, next week uh, I uh uh, that it's uh, that it's going to be. I was uh, looking forward to it, of course, until I checked my economic calendar or for, for, for March and realised that it's not going to be until, um, what is it, the 10th or, or the 11th. So no no non-farms to look forward to, unfortunately, in the next 48 hours, which, who knows, maybe uh, gives the market some room to, to breathe. But like you said, Scuddy, looking at all that, that all-important PMI data, looking at uh, services activity, especially price pressures there, potentially. But, um, Mace, like I said, blood has been drawn from that stone. We'll give it a wrap on the day. Uh Really appreciate it, mate. We'll talk soon. 
Yeah, sounds good, mate. I'm going to go uh, put my feet up and watch the crew. See ya. <laughs> Nicely played.